In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. We've reached the very last weekend of year B in our three-year liturgical cycle, and our readings at Mass take up the theme of Jesus as King of all. They begin with a passage from the book of Daniel, which we also heard last weekend. The immediate context for our passage is this. The prophet Daniel has been exiled into Babylon, and in the first year of King Belshazzar, Babylon, as Daniel lay in bed, he had a dream, visions in his head. Then he wrote down the dream, and the dream he has is, in part, our first reading. In Daniel's dream, he's watched thrones being set up, and the Ancient of Days takes his throne. But here we can stop and ask, just who is this Ancient of Days? He's probably the common understanding of God the Father that you see so often depicted in comic strips or on The Simpsons, an old man with white robes and white hair. This Ancient of Days arrives and carries out judgment. That's when the one like a son of man appears, coming on the clouds of heaven. Quite literally, the son of man is meant to be someone who was born of a man, a son of a man. His appearance for Daniel is very human-like. And when this son of man appears in the dream, he's given dominion, glory, and kingship. We finally wrapped up hearing from the letter to the Hebrew Christians for our second reading. Instead, this weekend we hear from the first chapter of the book of Revelation. And it contains the only doxology, or a kind of poem-like statement that circulated in early church worship, that's addressed to Jesus. Think about it. We even have a doxology at Mass. The final doxology is when the priest holds the Eucharist and says or sings, Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. That's a doxology, but it's addressed to the Father. And so are all the others in the New Testament, except for the one we hear this weekend in our second reading. It's addressed to Jesus, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. There's also a couple neat insights about the second reading based upon the Greek text, the language in which Revelation was originally written. First, of course, the Lord God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. This is the very first and the very last letter of the Greek alphabet, so it's as if God is saying, I am the A and the Z. Yet also this passage describes Jesus as the faithful witness. And the word witness in Greek here is martus. It's where we get the name martyr. So as John is writing to Christians struggling under persecution, he's telling them, look to Jesus. He's the faithful martyr and the example for all future martyrs to follow. The Lord God also describes himself here as the one who is and who was and who is to come. This is clearly a reference to the scene of the burning bush when God revealed himself to Moses as I am who am. But in this same very last line, God also calls himself the Almighty, the Pantocrator. This is a combination of two Greek words, pan meaning all, think pandemic, and krato or krateo meaning prevail. God is the one who prevails over all. And that, too, would have been reassuring for John's audience to hear as they struggled under persecution. God is reminding his people, I am the one who prevails over all. I am the Almighty. I am the Pantocrator. As a concluding thought in our second reading, it clearly picks up on the dream of Daniel from the first reading. Behold, he is coming amid the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Yet, As occasionally happens in the Bible, this is actually a combination of Daniel's vision from our first reading together with a verse from the prophet Zechariah that says, 
When they look on him whom they have thrust through, they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child. Finally, our gospel passage is an excerpt from the events of Good Friday when Jesus stands before Pilate. When Pilate begins speaking to Jesus at the opening of the passage, he uses an interrogative particle which anticipates a negative response. And furthermore, if you look at the text in Greek, the you that Pilate uses actually isn't needed. It's sort of like Spanish or some other languages. Sometimes you don't need to include the pronoun because it's already understood in the verb. Yet Pilate does include this pronoun, you, and it's likely for further emphasis. In all of this, it's as if Pilate is saying, are you the king of the Jews? Or you, of all people, aren't really the king of the Jews, are you? He's anticipating a negative response. But notice how Jesus turns the table on this interrogation. It begins by Pilate asking a question of Jesus, but it ends by Jesus asking questions of Pilate. The interrogator begins to be interrogated by the interrogatee. And Jesus famously says, My kingdom does not belong to this world. Or, more literally, My kingdom is not from or of this world. This falls in line with a recurring theme throughout John's Gospel. Jesus is the one who came down from heaven, and he is not from or of this world. So that's it. That's a wrap on the entire year B cycle, and that's your Sunday setup for the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, for year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.